-hmm. but you know, that's not her full range of herself either. And she's on her best behavior, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what does it look like when someone, this is their, you know, Saturday, it was Sunday, it was Sunday matinee show after a long week, they go dark the next day. Like, is she even going to be there because of COVID? Right. And the second is like, what will it be? You know, she's maybe tired. She didn't eat the right breakfast. Like we're all humans, stuff happens. Um, and you, some people are just really able to take on that stamina in a different way. And welcome to episode 18 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your boss's daughter's school production of Into the Woods Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And we would love to hear from you all. So please leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Sutton Foster. All right, Rachel. Are you so excited to discuss? I'm so happy to be back recording together. Yes, me too. We took a little a, a little break. Both of us had yeah. vacations. We so. both had trip. Yeah, just to set this scene, I uh, Rachel went to Israel. Yes, in, in Palestine, yes, and and I went to Colorado. So you know, they say Colorado similar trips. The Israel of America. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I mean, you didn't have um, altitude, but that altitude kicked me in the butt. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, we had planned this. We kept pushing it back, both of our schedules, but we're finally here. We're recording this episode. So excited to be back. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back with you, Taylor, and uh, to talk about this awesome musical that you're going to share Oh, I'm so excited. excited. Well, um, before we get into that, I want to, so as of recording this and we're showing our cards a little bit, a week from today is, Mm. what is it, Rachel? The Tony Awards. The Tony Awards, the 2022 (laughs) Tony Awards. So I wanted to do uh, just brief, very brief, like, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you think we're going to see? What do you, do you have any like predictions about the awards this year? I think there's going to be lots of jokes about the award show that happened last year. <laughs> That's my number there one prediction. Jokes about the Oscars from this year. Ooh. Oh, there will be at least one joke yeah. that someone reaches for and yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I don't want to make predictions about winners, but mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if we don't have a variety of, of names and faces on uh, the award-winning side. Mm-hmm. I, I think personally that 
everyone will be in attendance. Um, yeah. I think that's it's going to be really great. Um, and I do wonder if I actually wonder if some of the shows might have pre-recorded uh, their performances, their oh, interesting. performances, yeah. um, solely because of COVID reasons, um, mm-hmm. because I think everyone will be still masked in the actual theater itself. So I'm excited. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah. I will. Uh, yeah, I'm just the host. Really I'm excited for. I'm excited for Ariana Debose, Oscar winner. Ariana Who is going to be amazing? It's so I'm also amazing. wondering if there's yeah. going to be a little opening number with some West Side Story or a prom musical. That would be uh, cool. Is Mike Feist going to show up? I hope so. Let's um, hope so. Mike Feist. <laughs> let's let's the manifest that. of Tony Awards. <laughs> yeah. Let's manifest that. I will say Rachel and I, of course, were texting the entire morning of the Tony nominations. And of course. I mean, we're always texting, really. But it's there. Uh, <laughs> and I we we were kind of saying, I, I don't I, I don't want to speak for you, Rachel, but we were kind of both saying that this this year has it's such a diverse year of musicals and uh, stories and plays and all of that. And all, just very similar to the year when Hamilton um, came mm. out in 2016, there was just so many different types of shows that were uh, around. You had very just diverse stories, which is just so cool and exciting. And it's just also one, uh, obviously we had that weird Tony awards last year, but this year mm. we just to have a, a, you. it feels like theater is very thriving and alive mm. and to have all yeah. these, very diverse stories coming together. It's just really cool. So that's that's the one thing I'm excited about this year. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. And people who know about Hamilton, whether they know about it pre or post Tony Awards, uh, even though that Tony Award, their nominations were so, such a, a range of performers and, and, and shows, uh, you know, there was one show that took most of them home. Right. Um, but I, and so we'll see, we'll see if that happens. I, I feel like that's not how it's going to go. Um, I'm also looking towards some of these winners having some really great things to say in their acceptance speeches. I think yeah. I, as I was thinking about at least the actors who are, who are nominated in categories, I think any of them, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Um, and how they say it. So, I, cause I think, I think you're right. I think that they know also that theater is changing um, and that, you know, how we do Broadway uh, is changing, whether we move from eight shows a day to less, or eight shows a week to less or right. um, changing who makes decisions and who's on artistic teams and who's, you know, performing and who can play what character. I think all of those things are changing in a way that both the industry and outsiders see so i'm i'm just excited to hear what people have to say mm-hmm. um and there better be a tap number oh i hope so ariana <laughs> yeah I, I every interview i've seen with people that are nominated or writers or actors or whatever they, there's a sense of like very big gratitude because of the COVID. not that there hasn't been before but with the past two years yeah there's yeah. just a very big sense of gratitude and and just love for the community, which is really cool. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll, I, I, it always is, but I think this year will be more of a huge celebration of the community and, mm-hmm. and how much we love the art form, regardless of who wins or loses, really. Yeah. And I think one other thing that we would be um, 
a terrible theater podcast if we didn't mention that we think is going to happen at the Tony Awards is that we will obviously tribute Stephen Sondheim. Um, So I think I think that there will be a special tribute to him uh, and I'm sure Bernadette Peters will be there. So um, well, obviously I will be I'll be crying and Patty. So I I think I'll I'll be doing some crying um, and just remembering what a legend Mm. and his kindness. Right. Like, yeah the things that have come out after he's passed away of like just how kind and intentional a person he was is makes his art artistry even more powerful I think so yeah he really talked the talk and walked the walk like he really did (laughs) both (laughs) he really did both um well great I wanted to have a little segment there talking about the time words since we're so close to it so let's get into this deep dive because Rachel has no idea what we're going to talk about today and so today's going to be a little bit different than our last, than our previous deep dives. We're doing something a little bit different. It actually is kind of something that has to do with the Tony Awards this year a little bit. We are going to deep dive on a specific actress that we both love. We've already talked about her a little bit on the show. So oh we are going to deep dive our very own beloved seventh Tony nomination this year, Sutton Foster is deep diving today. We are doing a huge deep dive on Sutton Foster. Uh, Last week, we talked about her a little bit with her emergence of Thoroughly Modern Millie, but this week we're going to go all in. We're just going to dive into the deep end on Sutton Foster. Uh, I'm so excited. I've been sitting on this for a (laughs) while and I'm so excited to jump into it. Oh, my he goodness. is obviously living legend of the theater, but also has done some great television roles. I don't think she's yes. done too many movies as well. As, like from looking at her, her, you know, background and everything, she's mostly done obviously theater, but then television as well. But born uh, March 18th in Statesboro, Georgia, 1975. Um, she, but she was raised in Troy, Michigan, in case anybody didn't, you know, wanted to know that. Um, very interesting. At the age of 15, she was a contestant on the Star Search reality show, uh, which if anybody has any clips or if we find any, we're definitely going to link those in the show notes below because I want to know if we can find any of that. Wait, that's okay. Pause. Yeah. One second. 98% sure my dad was on Star Search. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, what if your dad and Sutton met? That would have been so cool. <laughs> Surprise, it's the same season. I'm dead. Uh, she also, Sutton also auditioned for the cast of Missy, Mickey Mouse Club, but did not make it. Imagine that if she is crazy. She would have gone like Britney, like, you know, pop singer maybe. That's amazing. She something that I also found. She also went to Troy High School, which I think is just like manifesting that she's going to be in musical theater, like High School Musical Troy. Obviously, um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because in the the nineties, she really she, yeah. we all knew what High School Musical was. It was just a little glimpse into the future. 
So um, her, she left high school. She did not graduate high school. She left to do the national tour of the Will Rogers Follies. That's crazy. Um, and then she also attended Carnegie Mellon, but also left after a year um, to go do uh, other theater stuff as well. Interestingly enough, now I'm pretty sure this is right, but her Broadway debut was uh, in Greece um, mm-hmm. where she, yeah, played Sandy, but her brother, obviously we talked about this last week, her brother Hunter Foster also was on Broadway. His Broadway debut was Grease playing Roger. And I think they were in the same production at the same time. I couldn't confirm it 100%, but I'm pretty sure they were in the same production, which is kind of crazy. That's insane. Well, because, okay, Sutton had done the national tour. She was a replacement for Sandy in the national tour, and then they moved her to Broadway. So she wasn't the original cast um, for the E1996 version of Grease on Broadway. Um, but that was her debut on Broadway. Yeah. So that's yeah. crazy. Could you imagine seeing, I wonder if she would play Sandy even now. That would be so fun. She would be so good at it. She's just amazing. This is just a, a fangirling of Sutton I know. Foster. You know. Of course, then she went on, um, she uh, did Eponine in Les Mis. She um did Sandy, as we said, she went and um, starred in the ensemble of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, she was the star to be in Annie, which is also, I, I've seen that clip floating around a little bit on, mm-hmm. online as well. And then, of course, infamously starring in Thoroughly Modern Millie, which we'll get to. But I want to ask you after after kind of giving all that background, like what was your was your first exposure of her in Millie when we first or did you? you know, see her in a different show and then went back to Millie or what was that all like for you? You know, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think like I, when did I become aware of Sutton Foster? And I truly think, I mean, I definitely knew who she was, but I didn't really know a lot about her. And I quickly became obsessed with her because I had another obsession, which was little women and little women, the musical, which she was also Mm -hmm. in. Um, and so I, those things kind of converged together, I think late middle school, early high school period. This is also the time where, um, I learned a lot about her. I did not know they were married, but they were in a lot of, of things, scenes together. So Christian and just, and I think, you know, probably right around when Shrek the musical was coming out, Mm -hmm. um, on Broadway. So that's, what was that 2008 2009 when was that yeah 2008 yeah so I I think really she became big Mm -hmm. for me at that point Mm -hmm. um and of course every class I had gone to on in theater about belting and about you know just what a good you know singer she is then she had already at this point is post thoroughly modern Millie post her Mm -hmm. what we talked about her her come to stardom, which a hundred percent was right. thoroughly modern Millie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really catapulted yeah. her. Um, yeah. I think, I think kind of the same for me too. I definitely remember young Frankenstein, which was 2007. Oh my, yes. Um, I should yeah. have remembered that too. Oh. So, but I don't know if I knew about it at the time or if I knew about it afterwards. Same yeah. thing that, yeah, it's all kind of one big Sutton blur of like finding <laughs> finding it all finding Sutton yeah it's a it's a wonderful Sutton blur 
but it's like finding it all at one time and then just like trying to find as many clips of her you know as we can something we should note as well which we did mention last week is Rachel has actually seen Sutton Foster live and in person spitting on her no I'm just kidding (laughs) wasn't that close so but I, I have never had the, the, the pleasure to see her live. I've had, fr- I've had other friends that have seen her live and said she's incredible as well. But yes. Um, yeah, just so cool. And you, but you also went and saw Anything Goes, but she wasn't there at the time, right? I never, I've never seen oh, Anything Oh, I thought Goes. you did. Okay. I wish I, I constantly watch the tap dance yeah. number. The way I have seen the tap dancing number, the way I have seen uh Jonathan Groff performed <laughs> the tap dancing number and then you know the, uh, yes I wish I had seen yeah. anything goes I had friends who saw it um I ended up at Wicked instead it's okay we forgive you um that is interesting that she has never played off about I wonder if she ever got approached to do that I don't know like what is her actual when you think about her her range yeah what is she normally cast in as? Well, a lot of, so obviously we talked about how Millie was the catapult. Something when I was researching a little bit is, did you know Christian Chenoweth was the original Millie? No. That's it. So yes. When I was researching this, Christian Chenoweth. Wow. What was a different time be, that would have been. Know, and also what a different show that would have been. Yeah. Would have been like so very different. different. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, something also I noticed we didn't talk about last week is that Julie Andrews originated Millie in the early modern Millie. Oh, in the movie. In the movie. In the movie. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Christian Channel with Julie Andrews. That makes sense. That's fair. But um, yeah, so she, Christian Channel got a television series and then left. And then this woman named Erin Dilly, who was the original um, Truly Scrumptious in the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang musical production. Wow. And from what I've read, so I've heard a lot of different stories about the Millie, Thoroughly Modern Millie lore because Sutton Foster was in the ensemble of Thoroughly Modern yeah. Millie. She was not a leading character at all. Yeah. I think maybe she when was- When it was at La Jolla, right? Yes, when it was off, off Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that like the woman got sick or like she broke a leg. Like I've heard multiple things, but then I read oh today gosh. that she had- creative differences with the production team oh big yikes and so she left her it was a mutual decision she left the production and mm. that's when with only nine days before the first <gasps> i know this is oh where, my god yeah with only nine days before the first performance foster sutton took over the role this uh, is literally why smash exists this is yeah, it nbc yeah. thank you yeah. So oh obviously she won her first Sony. She catapulted into success. It's crazy. She does a bunch. She does a huge like theater run after that because she yeah. does, she does um, Little Women after that. And then she does. So she in order, she it, from my thing, she does Funny Girl, speaking of yes. things that are relevant. Then she does Chess. And then she does Snoopy, the musical, although that was just a benefit concert, thankfully. Mm-hmm. She does Me and My Girl. In Pittsburgh, and then she does Little Women and the Drowsy Chaperone and Young Frankenstein, all within yeah. three years mm-hmm. of the yeah. end of her run in Thoroughly Modern Millie. That's insane. Yeah. Well, she does. I mean, back to back, she does 
Little Women, Jazzy Chaperone, Young Frankenstein, and Shrek. Those are all Broadway productions. That's four Broadway productions back to back to back. I mean, that's... So Shrek was probably, like you, the first time where I actually, like, followed, like, watched pre-Broadway videos, like, watched stuff about it. In real time. In real time, yeah. And, And that was a show. I mean, even the theater company we did, like, we did stuff from that show, like I took a Shrek class. Like that was like yes, my Taylor and I both were in that yes, class. We both took that class. So like that was a big show. And of course you can find it now on Netflix. Please go watch it. So much fun. Which she's in. Yeah. So you must watch it. Amazing. Now Your something homework. I also, we, I mentioned this at the top. She's a seven time Tony nominated. She's won twice already. She is nominated. Every leading performance she's in, she was nominated. Every single one. <laughs> Millie, Little Women, Jazzy Chaperone, Young Frankenstein, Anything Goes, Violet, and um, The Music Man. So that's seven nominations. It's just crazy. She's yeah, that's crazy. Like, wow, I didn't know that. It's insane. She's so incredible. So then, of course, she takes a little break after she does some like off-Broadway stuff. Um, and she, after Shrek, she kind of takes, she doesn't take a huge break, but then she comes back and does, um, in 2011, she does anything goes Reno Sweeney, which I, when that was on, I didn't know anything about that show. I didn't know. I knew nothing about that show, but then I learned everything about that show because she was in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then she comes back in 2013 with Violet, which started as an encore like concert and then came to Broadway. Which is also relevant because Into the Woods yeah. is doing the same thing. I know. Oh, insane. Insane. Okay, anyway, sorry um, to throw that in there. And then during that time, she gets her first, which is something relevant to my life because she gets her first TV role, which is on, on Bunheads. Bunheads. Which- Oh, so good. I, I That was one show I definitely watched, but also the creator of Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman Palladino, started yes. that show. And I am, if anyone doesn't know, you know, I'm obsessed with Gilmore Girls. It's like the best show ever. So she really, and that show only lasted one season, but I think really got her. so sad. So, so sad because it's so good. R.I.P. So Bunheads. Yeah. Yes, she went and did the TV thing. Then she came back to Broadway after her TV thing and she does, well, actually she didn't come, she came back and did the wild party. Now I kind of want to pause here and talk about the wild party a little bit. Um, this is some, so the wild party is a pretty dark show. And I remember when she announced that she was going to do this, it's at, it's at encores. Yeah. But how do you feel about like when actors, like actresses are kind of known or actors are known for like, this one specific like image like Adina Menzel is known for one like one type of thing one type of role Sutton's definitely more about her like musical comedy like that type of thing and then she comes and does like a darker role I don't know I think it's fascinating but I just wonder what your thoughts are on on all of that as well well I feel like sometimes people do that because they feel they've they're in one space and they right. want to branch out because they want to have more offers or different offers or like, you know, I'm just thinking about Daniel Radcliffe who 
bless him, you know, actually started yeah. not as Harry Potter. He was not doing Harry Potter as his first thing. And then he did Harry Potter for so long. And then he was like, I want to turn back to the things I was doing before, which was more acting work, you know, even though he was a tiny child right. before. Um, and then he did that show. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where there's lots of, you know, I mean, you really went from like one thing to another within the time of a year. Yeah. And I think that was more about proving to other people that he has something to offer and also potentially proving to himself that he can do more. And if you, I guess if it's kind of that idea of, are you someone who jumps in to the deep end of the pool when you're, when you're like, not sure if it's going to be cold or if you like wade yourself in mm -hmm. to new things. And I think it's, it's probably something similar. Like, I don't know if Sutton was doing it to prove it to herself or to yeah. other people, or just to explore if she had that within her already or maybe she was you know i don't know um it's, it's just interesting i i know that definitely in film and television people can get pigeonholed into one type of character i mean we see this all the time with like sitcoms like all the yeah. friends cast it's to a certain extent most of the friends cast is kind of pigeonholed of like oh yeah that's their monica their chandler or whatever but i wonder True. i'm sure it's interesting like I wonder what Sutton would be in like, for example, like a show, like playing like the mom in Dear Evan Hansen or like doing something like that, where it's like very subdued and very yeah. like character -y versus like, I mean, like all of her role. I mean, Violet's kind of like that too, actually. No, I think. Yeah. But well, and then, and then right after this, which probably means she was already contracted at the time she was doing this was um, younger. Right. Right after this. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. also a very, different side of Sutton yeah. but like in a still fun cutesy kind yeah. of way yeah um that's a great transition so. I was gonna ask you do you, have you watched Younger so it lasted all what? 84 episodes wow I <laughs> see I have never seen any of it I really I'm I'm this as a Sutton fan I need to watch it all you need to watch it because Sutton Foster is in it but also uh because there's other great people in that cast including Hilary including Duff. none other than Hillary Duff right yeah um but yeah it's uh, you know you'll see Michael Yuri also in it um sometimes uh and some other like really really awesome people so I think yeah you know yeah it's fun it I mean that lasted seven years so that that was like her little hiatus from theater for a little bit and she came back obviously you I mean know, she really didn't do theater yeah. almost no. most of the time yeah and yeah. now and of course currently starring as Marion Peru on Broadway in the Music Man with Hugh Jackman yes. um, Tony nominated for the seventh time there's a great interview from broadway.com which I'll link in the show notes below of her really talking about her history and, and her past roles and what it means to come back to Broadway now. Mm. I was talking about it earlier, just the gratitude she has a little mm. bit about coming back during after COVID. And well, she talks a little bit about revisiting Reno Sweeney after, you know, eight Gosh. years of not playing that role and coming back to the same role after a certain amount of time. And now she's a mom. She adopted a little girl and she talks about bringing her daughter to the theater and all these things and yeah great great interview and it's really cool to see I mean I've been watching interviews with her for so long and she seems mm. just like such a genuine like nice like relatable human being in everything she does yeah 
Oh, I just love her. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, what people who are not theater people forget <laughs> is that the stamina, forget the eight shows a week, which right. is stamina in and of itself, but the stamina that you have to have to perform live versus spending five years, six years, really filming a television show. It's a different kind of stamina. That yeah. does not mean that television is not hard, right? But they're just different aspects of your body and the like the work and like what you can and can't do. Like when you're filming, you're really filming. Um, and then you have time off, right? Like where you can be a family, where you can do things. And then right. when you're in a Broadway show, it's all you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you, you have one day of dark, you know, you have one day yeah. dark. And especially now too, it's so different. I've heard that it's like yeah. you, you're masking, you're making, you know, you're getting tested, like all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very different. So Rachel, I did want to ask you, uh, we've talked about her career. We've talked about like her performances a little bit overall. Do you, I mean, of course we're talking about this, having not seen every performance that we, you know, live in person, we've seen a lot of videos, we've seen, you know, pro shots of Shrek or whatever, but do you have a favorite either performance that she's done or, you know, video you've seen or something like that? That's so hard. MVP of Sutton's. Um, uh, honestly, career. that anything goes, anything goes. The anything goes song and anything goes. Yeah. Maybe is like one of the most peak performances I've ever seen in my life. Like just, I don't know how anyone does that. Yeah. But she just opens up her mouth. Like, I mean, the tone... I, there are other clips, not just of her performing at the Tonys. There's a shorter rendition at the Tonys, but there's a like bootleg full clips of her <laughs> performing that, you know, yeah. back in, um, back in 2010, 2011, whatever that yeah. 2011. Um, and I just don't know how she does that. I don't know how she does that in general. I don't know how she does that eight times a week. I don't know how she does that song and sings other songs in that show. Yeah. It's, it's not just, I, one thing about Sutton Foster is that it's not just about her vocal range, which is absolutely amazing, but she has such a distinct character performance. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, at least what I've seen of her both in TV and, you know, the clips that I've seen and the pro shot and the time I saw her live, right? Like all of those things are, she just has a unique way of, of, a portraying a character that makes the character lovable somehow. And also I still feel very like woman, like the, the woman is almost always independent in some way. And I really like that. And mm-hmm. she's just had good roles as well. I, w- I would say the roles that she's been given are really good ones. Yeah. So that, that helps. Um, but the way that she has stage presence, yeah, the way she holds herself is probably why she's so awesome. Mm. Yeah. In my opinion. Living legend. <laughs> uh, what about you, Tay? Well, it's interesting to you talking about that because in the video I referenced earlier from Broadway.com, she talked about how Marion is like such a different role for her because it's such mm. a like ingenue like very classic role and she was Mm. worried Mm. when she got offered called about it she was worried like I don't know what I can bring to this 
Mm. Um, and of course, you've seen the performance, so you can talk about it. But she's um, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think I will always kind of go to two mm. in general. One, I think Shrek is just one show Ugh. that we both grew up. It's like a show that like is embedded in our like childhood almost. Yeah. And I think it's it's such a great show. I think people like underestimate it a little bit. Like it is so good. And I think um, just interesting. The people that they chose for that show is interesting too. Like looking back on it, like Brian Darcy James, Daniel Break- Breaker for Donkey and yeah. um, Christopher, so good. Christopher Sieber as, as Farquaad. It's like, it's just like, these are massive Broadway talents. And with, uh, of course, Sutton doing this like, bonkers like Shrek the musical Broadway like it shouldn't happen <laughs> and it shouldn't be a thing and also it's got like great writers too so like it's yeah. just it's that's just crazy but Little Women is just a, such mm. a show mm. that like is I'll just go back and listen to it all the time and Me too. it's Me such too. a great it's so underrated I think I, I think when we talk about underrated musicals of course shows it's just like I don't think anybody realizes like how truly great it is. It lasted so short on Broadway. Thankfully, she was nominated for it, but yeah, it it just it should have gotten way more love. And I think it's uh, I wonder if it just I, I I heard her talk about it once in an interview. I don't know where it is. I'm I'm you know if anyone out there knows what I'm referencing, but she said you know people always come up to her about you know Millie or Shrek mm-hmm. or something. And then she said, but oddly enough, I get a lot of people that come up to me and talk about little women and she said i'm always surprised by that because it didn't last very long on broadway mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah that's because it's an amazing show and you don't and she was like yeah i look you know she did her whole thing about you know i loved playing that show you know playing the character and all these things but yeah i would have if i could go in a time capsule and, and go back and or a time machine and go back and see that that yeah. performance i would absolutely do that so that's those two in particular i think are, are wonderful. I do want to ask you, like, what do you, uh, of course, you most recently saw her in Music Man. What are just some things that stick out to you from seeing her, you know, most recently? You always worry uh, that theater, theater, okay, theater legends, just like any other kind of human, uh, their, their instrument is themselves. And at some point you reach a peak and you fall on the other side of the peak. And, and some people have a graceful fall, you know, um, and other people don't have as graceful a fall. Maybe we'll talk about some of those people at some point. (laughs) And I, you just, you get worried, um, especially because she's so hyped up in my mind. I've listened. This is one of the things, sorry, I have two divergent thoughts, but this is one of the things that we've talked about before of like, why sometimes the industry part of the theater really impacts the theater experience. But Mm. I've listened to Sutton Foster time after time after time on a recording, right? Where she's always hitting the note, where it's always clear because they recorded it. Yeah, They've done it five times in a row and they took the best one. Right. And so, and, and obviously we've seen her perform live but you know, that's not her full range of herself either. And she's on her best behavior, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what does it look like when someone, this is their, you know, Saturday, it was Sunday, it was Sunday matinee show after a long week, they go dark the next day. Like, is she even going to be there because of COVID? Right. And the second is like, 
what will it be? You know, she's maybe tired. She didn't eat the right breakfast. Like we're all humans, stuff happens. Um, and you, some people are just really able to take on that stamina in a different way. Uh, and like I said, right. Human aging also plays a role into that. And so I I just wasn't sure. Like, I was like, am I going to expect too much from her? Not that she can't give it, but maybe she can't give it all the time, which like, I can't at all give it at all anytime. So, but you know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't that way at all. She reminds me a lot of Barbara Streisand where she's, she stands there and she sings those effing living F out of those notes. Like (laughs) it is, it was incredible to watch her in this role. And it's funny to hear you say about her interview where like, she's like, what can I bring to this? She did such a good job at the role itself. And, and in my mind brought more of that, like, um, you know, I am who I am, but also I'm willing to be molded, but also I am who I am kind of part to the character that I think often is overlooked by this beauty or, you know, whatever. Um, it was great. And my favorite part of the show are the children in the show, mm. the ensemble, and to see her interact with the kids on stage and Hugh Jackman the same way, but like specifically Sutton, to see her interact with the kids on stage, like you just know that she actually cares and that she's going to talk to them after the show. And like, you just see that about her on the stage mm. in a way that like, she could have been horrible singing, which she wasn't, but she could have been. And I still would have left feeling like she was a good person. Mm. And there's something so beautiful, similar to what we were saying about Stephen Sondheim. There's, there's more power in your artistry when we know that it's also a reflection of who you are off stage. Yeah, absolutely. And something I'll mention here too, when Rachel and I were in the theater company that we did, we had a, um, a, a musical theater, um, producer and someone that coaches a lot of actors uh, and actresses come I don't I think you were there right when we were yeah, but did we talk about this last week did we? because I don't think we did. she shouts out his name in oh, her yes, county award does. acceptance yes, speech she does yeah yeah so this I, I I think he's her music music supervisor his name's Michael Rafter and he came and spoke with our at, at a couple shows and did like a did like a um what are they called? Like a, like a teaching session like seminar. Some like seniors or like college students that had graduated or something. But he he's really good friends with Sutton and talked about how I think he referenced the Anything Goes performance, if I'm not mistaken, and talked about how it's it's all in her body too. Like if you notice, like I don't know if she did this even in Music Man, but when she sings that high note, like she lifts her arms up and like it's all it's the whole character is in her. Um, in her body. That's something that really stuck out with me at the time of like, she, she it's really attention. To, she's really attention to detail and she really, yeah. you can tell she puts so much work into like even just the littlest thing. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. And that's what really sticks out. <clears throat> Funny enough, there's a line in Gilmore girls about how they're um, what makes the difference between Barbara Streisand and, you know, someone that's really, really, um, well-known is that they look at the details of everything too. They don't just mm-hmm. look at the big picture. And I think that Sutton has that too, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Crying because she's so good. Ah, 
crying emoji. Well, as we wrap up here, one last thing I want to ask you. We Well, actually, I want to mention two things. We talked a little bit. I mentioned briefly in our episode last week about was Thoroughly Modern Millie the height of her powers? <laughs> and was this the height of Sutton Foster? I don't think Millie was the height of Sutton Foster, but um, even something like Young Frankenstein is like such an interesting move for her because I mm-hmm. wonder if that was... Like, I wonder how she feels about that, like, looking back on it, because it, it's just such a different type of thing for her. Um, something I wonder if she just took because maybe not the role was something she was excited for, but maybe just the people involved were something yeah. that she wanted to do. Um, but I don't know. I, I wonder. I think Millie was just such an incredible role to start out on that it's like, well, how do you top that? Like, like, where do you well, go? From- right. And your coworkers matter, right? Like yeah. our coworkers matter. Their coworkers matter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I like, maybe, maybe it's not always about the role and there's industry parts at play too, that we just don't mm-hmm. even, we're barely getting the real news now about yeah. pe- who people are and how decisions are made and who knows who, but yeah. you know, it's, it's still, I think there are still people who are very talented, even Sutton, where like she won't always be offered a role yeah. just because of, you know, yeah. um, and the industry is hard. So I, I think, I do wonder if there are stories that we will hear at some point when we're, we're giving her a 50 year anniversary tribute yeah. or whatever, um, a, you know, awarding her a Kennedy honors mm-hmm. <laughs> where we hear more about like, why she made the decisions she did and and like what was going on and what she feels most proud of Mm, um because it's hard to do that when you're still working in the industry it's easier for dick van dyke to tell you about what has happened because he's like i am who i am at this point i'm living my best life with my third wife it's fine you know like but it's harder when you're still in it we talk about stamina of doing eight shows a week but also career stamina like making sure you have a long i mean that's how actors want to act so that's like they want to have a long career and um i i wonder yeah what type of other shows will we'll see her do in the next 20 years. I mean, she's young. I mean, she's still young. She still has a long career. I mean, Patty Lapone is still performing and she's, you know, and Bernadette and all these people are still performing. So I wonder um, what Sutton will be. And I think she's a still like young, relevant um, star, Broadway star that people are still like excited about, which I think is really cool. Um, and fun. Yeah. Um, I do that kind of transitions me into kind of our last uh, topic of the Sutton Foster deep dive is like, what, what would you love to see her do? Like, is there a role, is there a specific role you would love to see her in or like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think she should do next after music, man? I'm gonna let you answer first. <clears throat> well, I was looking, even just looking at and talking about her, career and her you know the choices she's made she's really never done like a truly original musical Mm. like everything she's done is either like based off of something which I mean again this is another topic like a lot of shows or things are based off of something because Mm -hmm. that's just it's also very popular right now but she's either done that or she's done revivals she's never even I think Jaji Chaperone is maybe the only one that's like truly original 
it's not based on anything. So I would love to see her like start a show from the ground up Mm. and see what she could do with a character that's like written for her or, I mean, obviously a lot like Shrek was written for her. Like I know that, Mm. but like that's still based off of something. Um, So I think that would be interesting. I think it would, like I was saying, be interesting to see her in something like just more like real, like a Dear Evan Hansen or like a like Rent. That would be fascinating. Mm. I would love to see her in something like that. Mm. But I also I think it would be cool because it's just fascinating to me that she is such a Broadway giant, but she's never done besides Pro Shots a movie musical. She's never done something like that. So I think that would be really fun to see her in like in like a La La Land type of thing, like an original mm. like movie musical. So that's what that's what I would love to see her in. What about you? I like that. Well, a few things came to mind. Um one of them being I need her to play the mom uh in Next to Normal. Ah, yes. Okay. I don't know how she I I think cuz I was thinking she's such a great act like mm-hmm. she's great at acting and I really like that piece but I also wonder I, w- I would love to see her in darker things so I thought about Sweeney Todd which I would love to see her in she would, would die yeah. she would be so great yeah um Burn but like I, <laughs> let's just do it they yeah. just one day we switch for Halloween it's just yeah. a new show or maybe um, even like Sunday in the Park with George yes like, okay but I was thinking things that are like acting a little bit more acting heavy mm-hmm. I I'd love to see her in and because I think I think she could be a really good play actor. Like, I think Mm -hmm. she could, I mean, it would be a sad time when we would see a show and she wouldn't sing. But (laughs) I do wonder if like, that's part of what could be great for her longevity. Yeah. Um, And so just like trying to work and refine that kind of skill on stage, because she's clearly done it in the TV series now. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think the mom in Next to Normal would be, Diana would be great. That would be good. Yeah. But, you know, I also like 10, 15 years from now, too. Like, it doesn't have to be now. Yeah. But then I also Um, immediately thought that she should be Squidward in the Spongebob. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. She would be so good. She would be so good. It would be so different, but it was so good. A female Squidward? I would love that. Let's do it. It's happening. Let's do it. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that concludes our deep dive on um, Sutton Foster. We're we're sending all the love to her on Tony night this Sunday. Um, Guys, of course, you know, if if you don't know who Sutton Foster is, why are you listening to this? (laughs) (laughs) We hope that you have Googled her by this point. We're going to link some, of course, I'm going to link that interview I've been referencing, but we'll link some of our favorite YouTube videos, clips and stuff that we love of Sutton um down below in the show notes as well thank you rachel for having this thank fun you, discussion. i hope it was fun and surprising and yes thanks for bringing sutton foster on a deep dive yeah uh we love it's her. So great. yeah it's so great to have her back in the theater space too i mean of course younger happened and i can't wait to watch it now yeah now uh, you're you have homework to do i do have homework i'm not evan goldberg but yeah. um <laughs> 13. Kevin okay. Goldberg, is that right? I don't know. Goldman. Goldman? Yeah. Yeah. Goldman. I'm just thinking of Goldbergs, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to let it slide. <laughs> yeah. um, but okay. also, everyone, go check out Bunheads because it's great. Okay. <laughs> so good. This is when ABC Family was ABC Family, pre free form. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. 
Let's do it. This is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for that week. So we think about the vibes that we have and what character embodies them. That's right. Um, We would also like to hear from you guys um, of your characters and your thoughts on Sutton Foster as well, our queen. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode. Um, Rachel, why don't you go first this week? Who is your character of the week? My character this week... um feels similar to me uh, because I currently don't have AC in my apartment. Wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. And um, it's okay because there are other bigger problems in the world, but it's also yeah. a little warm in my apartment. Mm. Yep. Um, and so I just feel that I, like this person, am at the whim and the, the you know, whatever of the gods of of the universe, right? Like, of the air you know, of the air, in this case, air conditioning, <laughs> in her case, maybe more, more outdoor. Um, and I just, you know, I'm like, please, God of air conditioning, let's have this big soon. Um, but I also want a journey of self-discovery um, similar to this character. So I am Tamoon from Once on this Island. So great. Oh, mm-hmm. I, love that. Oh. I love her. Recently so, played I, by Haley Kilgore in the Tony winning revival of Once on this Island. So did the self-discovery happen because of the air conditioning <laughs> or the, <laughs> like what influence? So, what? <laughs> well, similar, you know, she has a self-discovery journey that's not fully related to the, the, the weather patterns but it is somewhat related and then the asaka the the mother of earth you know the god of earth she helps her on her journey and there are some people helping me on my journey and my friends for allowing me to crash at their places and couch surf for the last week so i feel i feel it's a journey of self-discovery yeah and just like that show all your friends can control the weather too so (laughs) just like it exactly we 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 let out a dirty little secret but it's fine (laughs) and isaac powell is my love interest so that's fine that feels right actually um to you what is your character of the week oh my character of the week is uh i did have a little bit of an unfair advantage because i knew what we were going to talk about so Mm -hmm. my is uh, a shout out to a show that our beloved queen was in um so we talked about of course i was on vacation i came back to i mean i came back yesterday into virginia but drove back home today as of recording this and i'm just feeling like a little bit of a homebody feeling like i just want to stay at home Mm. um so i am the man in the chair from jazzy chaperone just wanting to stay at home be lazy don't want to do any maybe listen to some musicals but hopefully um, Sutton Foster will show up in my living room and do a dance number. Honestly. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Let's manifest that. Yeah. Maybe I'll wear a little cardigan. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Wear a cardigan. Uh, but yeah, so I'm uh, the man in the chair from Dodge Chaperone. So good. Thank so you. good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, like we said all about Sutton Foster or uh, your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
No, I never heard them at all till there was you. 